We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. a whole burst to it. 20. Nice steps to tackle. Runs left. 25 still to feet. 10. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Hey, hey, good evening, folks. It's Derek C. Apollo, my co-host, my partner in crime, Michael Stewart, here for Rams Talk Radio. It has been a long time since the two of us have been able to get together and record a pod, which means there's probably a lot for us to talk about. Mike, how you doing? Man, doing real good, DC. Man, just excited about it's now time to get it cracking. Football season, NFL, college, high school, pickup leagues, whatever. It's time to go. Let's go. Rams training camp. Uh, Roughly-ish, we're all within within 10 days. How are you feeling right now as a high school coach? You're getting ready to actually go play some football, I think, right? I mean, yeah, man, we're excited right now. We're on our dead period the rest of this week. Summer school ends on this Friday as well. We'll start back next Monday and all bets are off. It's time to get serious about things. So out of curiosity, what are the expectations right now in your locker room about your coming season? Like, what kind of team you bring them back? Well, the expectation is, you know, we have a number of, uh, Guys that have started as sophomores and juniors, uh, we had a lot of noise that is now out of the room over these last two seasons. So this is year three, obviously. You know, three is a charm. So, man, everyone from coaches on down, players, parents, administration, big host for this season, man, we're looking forward to win it all. You know, we're playing a real tough schedule. 
as planned. Uh, and we're ready to go, man. We're excited. So overall, I mean, how you been? It's been it's been some time. It's been a long time. How you feeling? Man, pretty good, man. It's been good, except, man, we're trying to weather this 115, 18, 20 degree heat a couple days out here at Baco. So, whoo, you know, air conditioning units going out. It's so hot, you know, power outages. And so, uh, but today was about a 101, 102. So it looks to be about that the rest of the week and into up to the 105. So, I think the super, super heat wave has passed, but, uh, you know, once it gets over 100, what's it matter? Isn't it weird that my first thought was, man, what's happening to Mike's Bermuda? <laughs> what's happened to Mike's Bermuda grass? Did, yeah. Did it survive? It actually survived, but the backyard right now is doing a lot better than the front, so... Uh, I actually, the gardeners came today to, you know, cut the grass. So I'm going to throw, uh, a few more items that I had, uh, on, uh, the front and, uh, we'll see how that fares in a couple weeks, but yeah, it survived and, uh, looking decent, but, uh, we're still not there. Wow. My goodness. I can't, it's been that hot, that hot yeah. out there if, to, to burn up any kind of, uh, to, to run some Bermuda muck, you know, it's not been good weather. In hot weather. All right. So, the Rams. The last time we talked, we were just coming off the draft. We were looking at waiting on the uniform. It's been a quiet offseason, which is kind of weird for us. But now, now business is starting to pick up. The big news last week. That's right. The uniforms. And, I, you know, I got to ask you. How you feel about it? You know me, DC. Uh, man, I just like the old school. Right? Go back to 87, 88, our year. Just call it a day. But I, I get it. They're trying to innovate and bring back the old, mix in the new, whatever. You know, I, I get it. But uh, some things are just left better undone. So... That's kind of my opinion. It, it looks a little bit better than what we saw. Uh, what was it? Two years ago they redid or last year? Last year. Yeah. So it looks a, a little bit better. It looks like they tried to make some concessions, but yeah, I'm still not too sold on it. How about you? Well, I mean, I got thoughts. I've got thoughts. I, I'm, I'm more curious on years before I get there, though, because I thought your reaction would be a bit more, shall I say, energetic than what it is. I thought you would, I'm a little caught off guard by your response on it. So I want to dig into it more. Before we do, I want to ask you to over Apple Music, leave a five-star review if possible. Also, could you please subscribe and knock this thing out? We really appreciate it. It helps our podcast grow. And also, don't forget, we're available anywhere podcasts are found. Really quick, so this week, have a nice, easygoing conversation from this point now. Go ahead and have a word for our sponsors now. They deserve our time. Thank you very much. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, so, Mike, because you know how I feel about the uniforms. You know how passionate I am about the old school uniforms. I was expecting a bit more from you. You wore the uniform, so there's going to be there's going to be a task. Why, given that these uniforms, these alternate whites, are probably the closest they've come to your era uniforms, why is it so kind of blah for you? Because when you you look at them as I am now, I mean it's like. Okay, I try to see what you're trying to do, but you got a thin yellow stripe, super white pants. You know, the 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 helmet still to me looks more like a charger helmet than a ram helmet. And then, you know, you got the white uniform in the middle with the big blue number in the middle and it's just kind of like ah, uh, it just yeah, it just doesn't really get my fancy tickled as you would think. I mean, that's... You see, I made a promise that I would not buy any of the new stuff until they, in my view, provide something worth buying. I knew, given the Twitter conversation I had with, with Kevin DeBoff some time ago, that they weren't going back. They weren't going the old uniform. And my bet was going to be that, okay, fine, watch it. Three years, these uniforms are going to tank and they're going to do what the Browns did and bring back their old uniforms. That still might happen, by the way. I, I mean, when you look at the jersey sales for other uniforms across the league, top 15, top 20, top 25, you see very little bit of Ram action here. Then they came out with this jersey. Now, I agree 100% on the helmet. I'm not a fan. I want the whole wraparound horns. Okay, you could have changed the blue a little bit like they did. I'm okay with that. It would match the, it would match the jersey instead of it kind of not matching the jersey. Like the old one didn't, didn't match at all. I didn't really care for the slit in the horns either. But if you're going to keep the slit, at least wrap the horns around all the way. I get it. Um, not a fan of the helmet. Not a, not a real big fan of the. I will okay, I abhor the LA logo on it. I think it's. I think it's weak. Okay. 
the the ram's head looks like male genitalia to me. Uh, so I'm not a fan of that either. However, last year when they when they released the uniforms, when it came down to the home colors, I felt they got it right, even though the logos themselves weren't right. And the one thing we really missed, though, was the road whites. They went with bone instead. And given what they're trying to do, I actually love the uniform. I would probably feel different if they had gone with the gradient like they did with the home unit. I hate the freaking gradient, dude. This isn't soccer. This is football. Okay, American football. So they went the solid letter. They saw with the solid lettering. They went with the white. They have, you know, the stripe in the shoulders there. They're missing the numbering, which I wish they would put numbers there. But it, since they're modernizing and they're trying, they, they call it what the modern throwback. I'm okay yeah. with it. I, I like it. I like it. I'm willing to buy that. I'm really? willing to buy that. I am. I'm not willing to buy the home uniform and I'm not buying the bone uniform. And I haven't, I have not bought anything from the Rams. I have not bought anything in the new brand for the Rams. Because I hated it. And I understand they're trying to modernize, trying to attract new fans. My, my contention is, you know, been different. And I've had plenty of debates on that. We've had our conversations on it. We don't need to rehash it all. But I right. thought this uniform, given what they were trying to do, I think it looks really good. I, I really do. The, sh- the jersey itself. I don't agree on that. I'm with you on the helmet, dude. I'm not a fan of the helmet at all. I don't like the logos. They, they ha- if they wear the white jersey, they need to wear the yellow pants. Don't wear the freaking white pants with this. It looks stupid. Wear the yellow right. pants. Wear the yellow pants. But the, the white, that would be as close as you're going to get to the old school uniform, yet with a modern look. Wear, the, wear this new white uniform with... The yellow pants, and I, I can I can deal with it. I can get on board with it. I like the jersey. I like the jersey. It looks good. It's the well, best actually, uniform they got of all three so far. You think of all three? Well, I like the, the, the color combination best to me is the yellow pants with the blue shirt. I mean, blue jersey, blue socks. To me, that looks... Just kind of the best, the all blue because the the numbers with the half yellow, half white number. That just that just no. Yeah, that's why I don't like the home uniform though. Right, the home uniform with the blue. That's why I don't, that's why I wouldn't even go with it with the blue and the yellow pants because I hate the gradient that much. I I, I loathe the gradient on the uniforms. Yeah, that looks like yeah. What is that? So anyway, that's that's my thought on it. Just. You know, and again, maybe two or three years from now, when all the other uniforms in the league kind of look something like this, maybe you're not paying as much attention. But it just, again, it just seemed like with the marketing dollars and whatever, whomever you're getting in the room, it seemed like you could come up with something a little bit more appealing to the masses and really the team. But, you know, as I said before, players could care less. Whatever the uniform looks like, whatever. You got to go out and play. <laughs> but I appreciate that the Rams listened on the color. 
I mean, I, I've always appreciated that, that when it came down to it, they listened to the colors. I, did, I, I felt like they completely, with the um, initial uniform rollout, I thought they completely ignored the fans when it came down to the style and so on and so forth. But at least they listened to colors. I feel like in an attempt with their modernization to also make the traditional fans like me happy, I felt like this white uniform, the white jersey anyways, was a solid go at it. Like I, they, You could tell they made an effort. It's, it, to me, it's the best jersey of the three right now. Especially with, with, the, with the detail on the sleeves. Here's my thing, though, Mike. Look at the Chargers. <laughs> Look at the Chargers. The Chargers went back to their old school uniforms. And those jerseys sell like hotcakes. They're stars, man. Herbert's jerseys, they, they sell, man. They look good. They're regarded as among the best in the league. Yet, those are an old school take. So I'm not sure I buy the whole idea that you have to have a modernized view. My view is, like, you take the throwbacks and you tweak them a little bit. Like, there's, there's elements of the jersey you wore, which, to me, it's, it's too old. It's like, it's, it's, it doesn't look good in now. But if you tweak it up some, if you update some of the striping a little bit, you... you update the lettering a little bit, the material itself. We saw how it looked because we saw, well, you know, we saw the, uh, the, the, the colors the Rams wore in the Super Bowl, for example. They look good. This guy makes some minor tweaks here and there, and it looks great. You don't need to, but the argument I heard from other people, like, you know, DTR's Blaine Greasek was that you had to do a rebrand. There was, there was no way it wasn't going to happen. My point of view is if you're going to do a rebrand, there's no reason you have to reinvent the wheel. Just modernize what you had to make the people who are passing this stuff down to their kids and grandkids make all those people happy. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah, agree. Some tweaking is good. I don't know that uh, the overhaul is always thought of as being better. And again, maybe it's a. Uh, It'll catch on and grow on you over time. So, like cancer, obviously. maybe. <laughs> no, we don't want to talk about that. I mean, the, the white, the white jersey. I like. I'll buy it. I will buy that. I won't buy anything else, but I'll buy that jersey. I don't. But you know, I don't really. There's nothing else right now that they put out that I even remotely care for. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm good all around. You know, but it's going to be different for you. You wore the uniform. You, it has a very special meaning to you. Yeah, I mean, that, that probably is true. Uh, yeah, that, that has some, some, you know, but it's not so much sentimental. It's just kind of, you know, uh, and that's where I kind of, you know, have to grow, not being so old school, just kind of like, hey, man, you know, don't mess with it. Don't fool around with it. You know, uh, but I love the word tweak, make a few adjustments. Those things are great. Absolutely. See, what I think the Rams probably should have done it if they wanted to act, and I would have been against the time, I admit it. If they really wanted to do something for the cash, 
Because that's what this rebrand is really about, right? It's about the cash, right? Oh, absolutely. So go to the blue and white uniforms for three years and then roll out a modernized a modernized version of the 7399 uniforms three years' time. You make a ton of bank now because enough people like the white and the white and blue uniforms. And then in three years you can make your bank all over again, and that's the uniform you stick with. I mean, the four ers are wearing those '94 throwbacks this year, right? They kept those uniforms right. for a couple years. Those things right. saying those things sold like gangbusters. The Cowboys did that too for a couple years, and then they went right. back to the royal uniforms. And guess what? They sold like gangbusters. So there's no reason why the Rams couldn't have had their cake and eaten it too, right? But what do I know? I'm this uh, socialized teacher in Ohio. Well, I, you know, you make a good point without making it, is you got a new stadium. Do you want to see fans in there? You will be able to distinctly see who the newer fans are, per se, by those who, are they going to wear their old school jerseys, or are they going to wear the new school jerseys? So my assumption is, the hope would be, if you have more of the new school jerseys, those are going to be people that are getting in, maybe season ticket holders, uh, whatever those thing, uh, seats and uh, are going, and and now you have something that you build on going forward with it, maybe a new crowd of people. Since in essence you're coming back to now Inglewood, you were in L.A. Coliseum, then you were in Anaheim, my years. Now you went to St. Louis, and now currently you're back, but you're now back in Inglewood. So. You got dynamics from, you know, all those different areas and eras. And so maybe it's a, a point of, hey, we're going to look for the new guy that is coming out of college and, you know, making some money over here in, in the sand, uh, the marina area close to Inglewood and all that good stuff. So I'm sure there's a rhyme and reason behind it all. Uh, and, and maybe that's part of it that you want to be able to look in the stands and see if you got more of the newer school, at least thinking in process by way of Jersey sales, as opposed to the older school uh, guys that might've been at the Coliseum. I just look at, I just look at what they have in terms of a fan base overall. And it's almost like they, the Rams don't know their fan base. Which isn't true. Like we know, they meet with the alum. They, they meet the alumni. They meet with uh, the fans all the time. But it's almost like they don't because they never seem to completely nail. I think this jersey is the closest they've come to nailing it. Um, but yet. You looked at it, for example, and you were like, eh, no. <laughs> like, the Rams fan base, when we, when we think of Los Angeles, we think of Hollywood. We think of all the show. That, you know, the stereotype is there's a lack of substance, right? But when you get to the Rams fan right. base, this is actually a very family-oriented fan base. They're they're uh, the the core of this fan base has stuck with this team 
through 20 hot years, shoot, almost 30 years of hot garbage in terms of organization relationship, okay? And they're still here. And they pass this passion down to their kids. I think it's Sal Martinez over at the Golden Ram Barbershop who has this wonderful relationship with his daughter. And the Rams are a big part of that relationship. They have shared this passion for the Rams for years. And that's, there are so many families like that. You and your sons, you've passed this down to your kids. Like, this is a, and I'm not saying other teams across the league aren't like that. Of course they are. But LA, the LA Rams fan base is probably one of the, has some of the deepest family roots that I know of in the league. It's not talked about. I think there's all kinds of stereotypes about LA, but get in with the LA fan base, and they are a straight family. There's a reason why they call it Ramily. It sounds corny and silly, but there's a reason why they call it Ramily. This is where I think the Rams kind of missed it, Mike, because like they want to modernize everything and attract new fans. But if you tick off the old fans who who are going to pass down their passion for the team and their colors and the uniform down to their kids, then that's probably the best way to go. Well, it's interesting because when you, you talk about that, again, when I was there, you know, we were in Anaheim. You had a lot of fans that just were anti going to Anaheim because they just felt burnt leaving a Coliseum. Same was the case when they went to St. Louis. And then when they came back, when they came back, though, they were at the Coliseum again, borrowing USC's home field. So it brought back those kind of originals. Pre seventy fans that saw those guys and the Deacon Joneses and all those guys Sunday in and Sunday out in the Coliseum, uh, you know, Super Bowl years with Vince Ferragamo and all that thing, and so that brought back a lot. Went to a couple games then, saw a lot of the old school fans, if you will, and jerseys. So again. What may be hard for some of the listeners, unless you know a lot about L.A. and how it's it's made, uh, where the Coliseum in Inglewood is, it's about, it could be a 30, 40, 45 minute drive, depending on traffic. But it's almost like two different areas. And then from Anaheim, you're talking about, you know, an easy hour, hour 15 depending on. So when you're in Anaheim, you're getting people from Laguna Niguel up echelon uh income areas and things like that and so uh when you're at the coliseum you got a whole fan base within walking distance but the demographics of the neighborhood are totally different same as the case in inglewood except now you're bordering on uh more of what they call little silicon valley now uh out there you know when you're kind of on the marina side of the 405 so that being said, you know, I think Mr. Cronky and Inglewood, they have a great place for now the stadium. And as they build out and as they build out and redo the area over these next number of years, the fan base could kind of turn over again. But, yeah, there's a definite fan base with the different Ramley uh, fans, the fan clubs and things like that who will be diehard no matter what. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see uh, opening day and beyond, you know, who actually shows up in the seats. I mean, 
I think there will be a lot of, uh, I think there'll be a ton of fans. I think they're going to sell out. I think they're all except about Matt Stafford and see what we can do. There's, there's a lot of expectations on this year's Rams team, which, of course, gets me nervous. Okay, it gets me real nervous. Um, but, you know, the core of this fan base, in my view, has long wanted those colors, right? I mean, that, that, that's what they've wanted. I believe that's what they wanted anyways. I mean, that's, that's my view. And speaking of Matt Stafford, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see this? Which the, 49ers, the 49ers Jimmy Ward, when asked yeah, about the Rams getting... Yeah. <laughs> when asked about... Um, when, when discussing Matt Stafford and whether or not he's really an upgrade over Goff, he said, quote, and this is from Pro Football Talk um, via SI.com, I like Stafford, but they still have the same players that he'll be throwing the ball to. He's the same quarterback with the Detroit Lions. They didn't go to the playoffs, and they had Megatron. What was the problem over there in Detroit? Are you going to blame the city? What was the problem? Was it the money? If, if they see didn't have enough money to bring players over there, why even have an NFL team? That's a big question mark. They went and traded Jared Goff, who went to the playoffs several times and went through the Super Bowl. Yeah, he lost. He went to the Super Bowl, though. I've yet to see that with Matt Stafford. And I'm saying he's still great. I believe he's still a top 10 quarterback, maybe a top 5. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm just going off of what I see, and I see Jared Goff got those boys in the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Mike, <laughs> thoughts? That's why I can't stand the Niners. They, they're <laughs> just always talking about, like, yeah, they know it all. It's like, come on, Jimmy. If you actually played the game of football. And, you're and he does, though. Be, yeah, you're a first-round pick, and you're supposed to be pretty good when you're healthy. Stay on the field, and then let's talk about it. But nevertheless, point being, yeah, you got to tell yourself and say whatever because you don't want to now get diced up by a guy that you're saying is just okay. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you're a DB. You know he's going to come after you or the receiver. So, really, I don't know that it's so much a knock on Stafford as it is in the receiving core. So, if I'm in the receiver room, I'm like, oh, wow, this dude just thinks he can just handle any of us like no problem. So to me, it's more, hey, receivers, yeah, you guys are going to have to go out there and let them dudes know. But if if, if you're really evaluating the situation, you're going to go, yeah, that guy's an upgrade because if he looks at it in Megatron days, that's all they had. So what are you talking about, Jimmy? It ain't like they had Barry Sanders and Megatron. No, all they had was Megatron. And that's why Megatron retired early. He was tired of getting taking those licks. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the thing are several differences. If we want to go ahead and, and lay this out for Jimmy Ward, one culture. When, when McVeigh came in, he successfully changed the culture of the Rams. I mean, we could talk about some of those hiccups in LA all you want, but overall, Sean McVeigh, Leslie, they've changed the culture from a losing culture to a winning culture. And no matter who they brought in Detroit, they have failed to do that. That place has been a losing culture for an awful long time. But two, you right. mentioned it. No freaking running game. None. Nada. You need a running game in the NFL for your quarterback. 
I'm surprised Stafford put the numbers he did put up in Detroit without a running game. Say that again? I am surprised that Stafford put up the numbers he did without a running game. Exactly. People want to come down this guy. The Rams didn't get him for his, for his, shall I say, years in Detroit. They got him for what they know he can provide them compared to what Jared Goff could. And what's that? Quick decision-making. Authoritative decision-making. Matt Stafford makes decisions with the football. He makes them quickly. And more often than not, he makes the right call. His mistakes rarely hurt his teams the way Jared Goff's mistakes did. He is a full leader. People say, we didn't win games. They never had a complete, they, they never really had a complete roster for him there. If they had, if they had receivers, they didn't, they didn't have an offensive line. They had an offensive line, they didn't have receivers or a running back. If they didn't have it, if they had an offensive line and a receivers, they didn't have a defense. So the, the, the Lions just never put it together. So to try and put this on Matt Stafford, he's one man. If this is all about the quarterback, then Russell Wilson would be like a five-time Super Bowl winner by now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's going to be interesting because Jimmy Ward, you played on a team where you saw for yourself quarterback play does matter. Mm. Mm. Hey, why did the Fournayers draft Trey Lance? Oh, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. By the numbers, Jimmy Garoppolo puts up decent numbers. Decent numbers. By the numbers. But his limitations physically do what for that team? Right. It costs him. Well, he didn't have a doesn't have a good wide receiver core. Well, he's got some good tight ends. He's got he's had great running backs. Yes, he has. And can, good a good running game makes your wide receivers a whole lot better. And pretty good defense. They've had oh that front seven has been nasty. They're built to beat the Rams. We've talked about that numerous times. So I you know Jimmy Ward's But this is player. what we love, though, right, DC? We've been waiting for this. This is what we need. This is time. Let's get going. You know, but getting back into camp, it's going to get a little chippy because everyone knows they see what the Rams are, well, let's say, attempting to do. And so they know they better be ready to match it or they're going to get what they're going to get is pummeled, as that's what I'm going to say. I'm calling it now. But you got to try to start saying something to try to get something going so that you can get yourself ready to go or what, however you get yourself going. And so I, I just think it's kind of funny. But my thing is, yeah, if I'm the receivers, <laughs> oh, you guys, just, oh, you can just D me up. OK, cool. Well, I mean, when you talk about. The winning in the NFL, right? When you, you're going to take risks regardless of whatever decision you make if you want to win. One thing we found out is you don't, you don't win the NFL just simply being conservative in terms of how you build your team. You have to be aggressive. You have to be groundbreaking in some cases. And 
We can argue and debate the decisions the Rams have made over the last five years with the roster to try and, and get this team to a Super Bowl and back. But at least, at least they're bold about making it, taking their shots, man. At least they're willing to own their mistakes by trying to fix whatever they can. I have serious questions about this team. The Rams are, are predicted by, I think, was it, I forget who it was today, I saw it was having going 13 and 4 or 12 and 5. Okay, a Super Bowl contender. I have serious concerns about the rest of the roster, the things they had to sacrifice in terms of dead money in order to get Stafford. They weren't able to solve some of the issues of linebacker. What happens if Aaron Donald gets hurt again? They let Michael Brockers go off of what I thought was his best season. They traded him away. Word in the street, Sean Robinson, though, has been picking it up, looks great in camp. That, that, uh, that's great news. Sean Robinson also hasn't been able to stay healthy for years. Right. What about your so behind them and your linebacking core, then what? You let your general, John Johnson, go. He's your secondary general. He's gone. You got to hope these guys that you've drafted in the last couple of years, Burgess, you know, all these guys, they step up there and and make a difference. This 13, this prediction of a 13 and 4 isn't a given. Now, look, they might come out there and go 15 and 2. Everything might click, and I hope it does. But I have the Rams have a lot of questions to answer. We've talked about a new coaching staff. It's almost it's basically a new coaching staff. A lot of yes. people in the front office now. Yes. And, and they deserve the benefit of the doubt. They they have you know, four winning seasons in a row, they deserve the benefit of the doubt. But let's not talk like this team doesn't have question marks. And I don't think Stafford's the question mark. I think everything else around him, not everything, but their position around him, Stafford's an upgrade. His confidence alone, in combination with his decision-making, makes him an upgrade. Can I get an amen? There's no doubt about all, all the above. Yeah. Because again, I love the fact that you said, you know, quick decision making. You got to have that at the league level. Uh, it made me think of one of my best dudes that I played with was Dan Moreno. The dude was going to throw for yards year in and year out. What was their Achilles heel? I played defense. I was part of those, some of them. Uh, but the defense was kind of always a little bit a step behind. Where, you know, you're not ranking in the top eight every year. You know, you're ranking in the top 15 or whatever we were. And so you can have a great guy. The thing is Stafford is he's not being brought here to be the savior. He's being brought here to make good decisions at the right time. And the thing is, he can also throw the football. But we do have a running game. We do have a decent line. We do have. A bona fide defense, yes, a lot of questions with changes, the depth, all those things. However, if the defensive can stay healthy, you're talking about a defense that should be in the hunt in that top 10, top 8, probably top 5 defenses in the league. With that, in combination with a quarterback who now can get the ball to the right guys at the right time, change a play if you need to, reset the protection if you need to do that, all those kind of things, or be able to convey 
to now your coaches, hey, this is what I'm seeing. Yeah, man, this is what we're seeing as well. What do you think? Well, man, we need to probably do this. We need to do that. That's what you're getting in Matthew Stafford. And you're not going to tell me he's not going to be more excited about, yeah, you might have had Megatron, but when everybody goes, that's all they got on defense, let's just stop then. How effective are you going to be? It don't matter if you make the playoffs or not. Mm. Everybody knows who you're going to. So it'll be interesting because I just feel overall the Rams offensively have a lot more weapons and from at least the early camp or summer and and getting ready for camp is saying the guys that they're looking to have improved are doing that again with the addition of Deshaun Jackson, who again, Jimmy Ward, are you faster than him? No. So now you got to worry about somebody running by you at your free safety spot. So let's see what you're going to do. All right. And also just kind of, you know, fished up the agenda for today. And there's probably a lot more to talk about. So I want to put this out there with camp right around the corner. What are your three questions for the ranch training camp? I think we've already kind of sort of at least hit on some of them. What are your three questions? Well, obviously one is going to be how quickly guys are gelling. My boys are running around here saying, Dad, the Browns, they're going to be great. They're going to be great. I'm like, okay, why are they going to be so great? Well, Dad, they got all this talent. They got this guy. They got, you know, Odell Beckham is back. Look at them on YouTube. Look at them working out. I go, guys, those are drills, and those are cut-up highlights to make you think they're, they're doing. They're not doing anything different than everybody else is doing they just out running routes catching the ball Nah, dad they're like really gelling together as a team (laughs) okay kids whatever you see so one of my questions is how fast can obviously uh staff and receivers and just the gelling process them you know understanding his mindset and things like that uh second question would be is the o-line you know, we had some kind of injuries mix up. We got some new guys kind of coming in there. And then overall, uh, again, we talked about this is with all the coaching changes and, you know, a number of guys who were leaders who are no longer here. How overall does the team, you know, fare as far as really coming together with the schedule that we have. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. Maybe that's next week. Um, yeah, my three questions right now for the Rams are team chemistry. What kind of ke- team chemistry are they going to be able to develop in camp? I look back at 2019 and think the reason why that team did not recover from the Super Bowl loss was the chemistry wasn't right. I think you and I talked about that before. Yeah. So chemistry on the team itself. Uh, changes within um, the roster. Holes that, you know, the linebacker, they weren't really able to fix, in my view. Changed it to safety. So what about the actual missing, the, the weaknesses in the roster? How do you adjust to that? And then question number three, how does, how do, well, you know, let's put it on Stafford. How does Stafford adjust to being in Los Angeles and basically being viewed as the missing piece? How did, because you know, let's be honest. When you're playing for the Lions, right, you're not really under a whole bu- a Come whole on. big microscope. You're right. playing the number two media capital in the world, and you were you were regarded as the missing piece. The Rams gave up a lot in terms of salary cap space, in terms of uh, I mean, which means players. 
basically. And they gave up the guy they believed for a long time was their franchise quarterback, Jared Goff, for Matthew Stafford. There is going to be pressure there. So what about him? Those are my three questions right now. I'm hoping that all three of those questions are answered quickly and resolutely. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you talk about, again, Detroit, expectation there, were they expected to win, especially after Matt Patricia just kind of blew it in year one with chemistry issues with players. And so that was just never going to get turned around. Once you got bad chemistry with players, especially the guys that are starters, and those guys are getting traded and let go, uh, it just leaves a culture that says, yeah, man, we're not winning. So, yeah, that's going to be different pressure than there because if you're not expected to win, yeah, they can try to blame. So that's why it's kind of funny with Jimmy Ward, which, again, I'm saying he's just trying to psych himself out. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see definitely the chemistry across the board and how that works. I mean, the foreigners are loaded. The Seahawks are going to be good. The Cardinals are better. The, the division's better. If the Rams don't, if the Rams don't answer those questions in resounding fashion, what looks like a thirteen and four, twelve and five, whatever team on is not going to be that at all. Okay, this just could be a complete and total yuck fest out there. I just don't think that happens. There's just there are just too many guys who have been there and done that in this roster. And I do happen to think that Matt Stafford will be just fine. It's it's pretty obvious right away that he's formed a ball with Sean McVay, and I like the direction they're going in. So I'm I'm going to put my faith in. And for all those folks who, who call me a, a a Debbie Downer, I think I'm being pretty positive here, right? Yeah, you are. I mean, I think I am. So I I really think that. Sooner or later, when they when you keep having all these changes like the Rams have had, it will catch up to you. But the question becomes: Will it catch up to you this year? Will it catch up to you two years down the road? Sooner or later, you're going to take your medicine. So right. All right. I think I think that's what we got for today. That's all I have for you all today. Expect more podcasts for the next ten days, folks, as we get the rest of the tour of the league rolled out. And, you know, we got to get Mike going back again. Mike's been on a little bit of podcast vacation out there in California dealing with the heat. I don't know, trying to deal with this Bermuda grass. I'm not sure what's going on with the guy. Okay. But we're back. We're getting ready for the season. We're pumped. I'm looking for 2021. Mike, any closing thoughts? No, man. I think that's that's good. But uh, let's just do this real quick. I know we're going to get into it next. I'm going to ask you, just win or lose, no commentary or anything. First five games of the year. Chicago Bears at home, win or lose? Win. Indy on the road. Win. Tampa Bay at home. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Win. Arizona at home. Win. Seattle on the road. Lost. So, 4-1 after uh, the first five. I would say we'll be 3-2 and two after the first five. Yeah, I think if, there, if there's a loss there, I'd go with Tampa. 
I think it depends yeah. on how well Tampa starts off. And usually a lot of these Super Bowl right. teams don't they start off well right off the bat. Right. And the Rams may also have some some uh the Rams may also have some chemistry issues as well. Let's let's pick it up next week and pick the yes, next sir. five and see how it rolls for us. All right, folks, it is time for us to go. Find us on Twitter at TalkRams. Find me on Twitter at DC Apollo. Find Mike at 1Duke23. Also, hey, we are looking for writers for this season. So email us at ramstop 1945 gmailcom if you're interested. We'd love to have you on board. We'll teach you everything we know. And also, if you're interested in enjoying the podcast and becoming part of the podcast team, let us know as well. We'd love to talk to you. In the meantime, for Mike, this is Derek C. Paul saying, we're out of here. We're out of here.